Hi, everyone, and welcome to First State Insights, a podcast presented by the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration. That's IPA for short. My name is Troy Mix. I'm Associate Director at IPA and your host for this episode. I'm joined today by Mo Mahmood. He's a leader and organizer of the startup ecosystem across Delaware and greater Philadelphia. He's a graduate of the First Founders Accelerator, and his ongoing ecosystem development efforts include scouting startups, organizing events, and curating community networks. This episode is presented as part of the Delaware Founders Stories series, a collection of conversations with underestimated entrepreneurs focused on documenting entrepreneurial journeys, recounting successes and failures, and reflecting on lessons learned for moving beyond the obstacles along the way. During our March 17, 2022 interview, Mo and I spoke about his initiation to the startup world, his leadership and engagement in the regional startup ecosystem, and his thoughts on opportunities to advance Delaware's startup community. Let's get to the conversation. Hello, Mo. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Troy. Thanks for having me. You know, we had connected about a year ago or so to talk about kind of startup topics in, in the Delaware region. And I guess I wanted to kind of back up that conversation a little bit and talk a little bit about kind of what drew you to be involved in the startup space to begin with. Yeah, it's been a long journey. I've been really involved over the past two years. I think my first involvement with Delaware startup ecosystem was when I joined First Founders Accelerator, taught by and run by Gary Johnson. Gary accepted me into the second cohort of First Founders. You know, he taught me about startups for probably the first time in my life that I was ever exposed to those concepts like venture capital. And um, I worked on a few startups after that, joined Gary at First Founders as a venture scout in residence. And I've been really involved in the local startup ecosystem ever since, both in Delaware and in greater Philadelphia. And is it a fair assumption that you kind of like brought a business idea with you to First Founders? Is that really the uh, like elemental uh, kind of motivation for getting involved? Yeah, so I... I honestly just wanted to learn more about entrepreneurship. You know, I come from Sussex County and I didn't really know what startups were growing up. It's an area with more of like a traditional business sort of environment. That was my only exposure up until that point. So really I joined because I wanted to learn more and hopefully I wanted to start a business eventually. It seems like you've enjoyed what you've learned, I guess, like you've kind of stuck around the community. I mean, what was it about startup venture kind of discussions that has kept you engaged? You know, startups are a place where you can work with like really smart people to build really, really hard things. And uh, that's something that's always really attracted me. It's an environment where you get to meet people from all walks of life. You can build what most people would consider impossible. And um, I think it's the pursuit of something more, something that doesn't exist yet, the ability to innovate, create new things. And what was it about working at and going through the cohort at First Founders that you you kind of found really rewarding about their approach? So Gary would have these uh, weekly in-person sessions at uh, a Wilmington library. I would try and go as much as I could to those. It was also my cohort. My cohort members always encouraged me. There were about 30 of us. I got to know some of them really well. One of them is a good friend of mine now. I still keep in touch with uh, Abu Kamara. 
of Get Potluck, who's also really involved with Delaware's ecosystem. It was just the first time in my life where I felt like I was really being encouraged to start a business. I felt like, um, you know, everybody else was going through the same thing I was. That was really reassuring for me. What was the diversity of people in terms of how close they were to like feeling like they had a business idea? I guess it sounds like you came kind of eager to learn, period. But where were others in terms of how far along they were on the journey? Yeah, I think I think everyone had at least an idea. Uh, most people had an idea of what they wanted to do. Some people were much further along. They had like uh, websites, business cards, that sort of thing. You know, there was also a demo day at the end where all of us pitched and a lot of people were in different places uh, in their journey, but like all of us still took the time to learn and we were given the same sort of curriculum. You know, even if the business we weren't working on was a startup, like it was more of like a trad- traditional sort of business, Gary taught us startup principles, which I thought were still really important and really valuable. Did you have traditional business? kind of background when you went into the program or was it all fresh to you? Yeah, I had a more of a traditional business sort of background. I was uh, selling things out of my backpack in high school that I'd worked in my family's business growing up, you know, working as a salesman in the summers. So, you know, that was sort of my background. My understanding of technology at the time was there's software and there's hardware. But like it's, it goes much deeper than that, right? Like there's B2B SaaS, there's biotech, there's CPG products, there's tons of different sectors I didn't really know about prior to that. The cohort I was in was actually like a fintech program. And I didn't ever realize what that concept meant until I was accepted. So that was new to me as well. So kind of thinking about your market more carefully, understanding products more carefully with a lot of more nuance. Were, were there other kind of startup concepts that come from that world and space that really appealed to you? Yeah, uh, venture capital. Uh, I did not understand how venture capital worked. That's something that I learned about a lot. And I actually got involved with the VC space pretty heavily these days, especially I've worked as a venture scout for Amazon Web Services and a few other firms. You know, just the idea that you could get money for your idea, that was something new to me. You know, the idea that people would invest in you, you know, you didn't have to be a millionaire to start a business or have all of this uh, cash lying around. And yeah, I'm interested in venture scout, uh, what that is kind of. I mean, I think people can intuitively think about a baseball scout and getting the best players on the team, but what does that mean in the context of ventures and startups? You know, venture scouts are just sort of people who find startups, whether it's locally or in their region and connect them with like VCs or like organizations that they scout for. So I connected them with AWS or AWS is a scout program. And I was able to offer around 20 startups, give or take in the region, up to $2,000 in AWS credits. I also helped out a startup accelerator and a VC fund with their own package of AWS credits. You know, also something I like to do on the side is like, I ask people, you know, are you open to deal flow? So uh, if I ever find a startup locally, I connect them with local investors, uh, people I know who are interested in investing in startups. So sort of just being that connector for people, hopefully help them raise funding. 
You've been engaged in the Delaware startup ecosystem and greater Philadelphia. I've seen listed on your bio. And you're from Sussex County, as you said. What kind of sense have you gotten of like what Delaware's space is like versus other people's spaces around the country and around the world? I mean, Delaware is definitely still very much in the early stages. I like to think of greater Philadelphia, like uh, greater Philadelphia, when you think about northern Delaware included, that region has grown exponentially over the past year. I think they had $2.7 billion in VC funding in 2020. And in 2021, it increased by 300%, $8.1 billion in 2021. So just because of that, I think that area is going to succeed. You know, and also thinking about greater Philadelphia, you know, a lot of the people that are here are here because they actually want to be here in a lot of ways. That's a bit different from LA, New York City, uh, a lot of the bigger cities like that. Philly people are there because they actually like the area. And that's why I think greater Philadelphia is going to succeed. And for Delaware, there's a bit of a difference uh, in our technical talent. You know, our technical talent is not uh, as startup oriented as uh, some other ecosystems. Like maybe they don't realize it's an option for them. You know, I've seen this with engineering students at UD trying to convince them to work on a startup. It's, it's very difficult because they, they want to be paid and reimbursed for their work. Something I've experienced. Something else I've realized is like we... We don't have as many content creators as other ecosystems. You know, I see that you have a podcast, you have a newsletter. I personally have a startup newsletter. And, um, you know, I don't know that many other people who are content creators for the ecosystem locally. This is something I wish we could change. We have a lot of people who care, but like we need some people who show that they care online, you know, create content, make posts on Twitter, that sort of thing. Because when you show that you care and other people see that you care, you know, that's how you build an ecosystem, a community. And that's sort of how more people begin to care about it and uh, show it online as well. And for, for yourself, kind of working on a newsletter, what value do you get out of it personally at this point? It's a, it's a way for me to just boost my writing skills in my spare time. It's something I do in my spare time. At the end of every month, I tried for Maybe a few months last year, I'm hoping to start it up again later this month or next month. You know, it's a way for me to keep other people updated on what I'm doing, but also helping out people that I know locally who are building startups. I created a list. This list is on my LinkedIn, by the way. It's a really comprehensive list of like resources in Delaware and greater Philadelphia for startup founders. I spent a lot of time on it. I include that in my newsletter every month. You know, I talk about uh, deal flow, people who are raising money locally. So if I have any VCs on my newsletter, I can hopefully help the startups locally raise money, talk about events, grants, opportunities that they can apply for. It's a good way for me to stay engaged and also help other people stay engaged. I know for myself, I found that to be kind of a great discipline to have to have something to do and put out there. My newsletter, which is kind of more curated stories, is, is once a week. But it's nice to kind of put something out there that people can chew on, uh, even if the audience isn't huge at the beginning. I know I found it really rewarding. So I'm quite, it sounds like you're having 
lot of the same experiences. And I saw recently you started a Discord community. Can you talk about how that came about and where you're at in, in that experience? That's been a long time coming as well. Like I've, um, I really wanted to meet other people who are passionate about startups locally. You know, I really struggled to do that. You know, I went to Philadelphia uh, once every week uh, last semester and uh, I just wanted to meet new people, right? So all the people I knew, I invited them to this Discord server. Within three weeks, we grew to 36 members from five different schools in the region. You know, that was pretty shocking because I didn't realize that many people were interested in it. And uh, some people started inviting their friends. Uh, We had a couple of speakers who are like accomplished entrepreneurs. One guy named Kenan Sala, who founded uh, Halo Cars at UPenn. That was eventually acquired by Lyft. So we had a couple of speakers, few virtual events. Now, these days, we have 75 members from, give or take, six universities locally, UPenn, UD, Drexel, Temple, a few others. And the Discord server, it's growing a lot. And uh, I've had people wanting to help out. People are saying, uh, you know, how can I get involved? How can I you know, help you out? Um, so I've actually onboarded like an admin, somebody who's going to look over the server you know, help manage it with me, uh, someone who's a bit more experienced with Discord than I am. So, you know, I think really what's happening is like, it's a movement almost. And it's a good way for me to promote my own events, which is what I've done. And uh, we actually hosted our first in-person event in Philadelphia last month on February 26th. And we had 25 attendees from five different universities locally. People of all backgrounds showed up and it was a really good time. In terms of like experience with Discord, could you kind of paint the picture of why it's a useful platform to connect folks around this topic? What I like about Discord is that it's uh, it's a bit different from Slack. You know, Slack you you get lots of messages. Uh, it's a bit oversaturated. You know, I like Discord because it's a newer sort of platform. You know, you have the ability to mute things, uh, mute servers, so you don't have to click constantly through uh, all of your notifications. So in that sense, it was a better platform uh, for the target audience I was going after, which is uh, people in like their 20s, 30s. There's tons of servers already. You might know that it's originally like poised for gaming audience, but these days it's being used by uh, all kinds of people in the tech sector, especially people working in Web3 and uh, crypto and all of those sort of sectors as well. So we have like all sorts of uh, uh, components to the server. We have like a voice chat channel where you can talk with people uh, virtually, turn on your camera if you want, but it's more of like an audio room. I talk about, you know, we have a ask channel where you can ask things, uh, ask people for help, a learnings channel where you share your learnings, a memes channel where people share startup related memes. And probably one of the most important ones uh, is wins, uh, like a wins channel where people discuss wins that they have that they have had recently, uh, whether it's about their startup or the ecosystem. I think it's really important because if you show other people winning, you become more sure that you can also win as well. And I think I saw maybe you shared with me that you had kind of been compiling some guidance for startup folks to use Twitter. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, successfully convinced at least three people to join Twitter in the past couple of months. You know, all of them seem to be uh, benefiting from it. You know, it's something I advocate for a lot. You know, I think of Twitter kind of as like a newsletter where your posts are 220 characters. It's a way to meet other people that you wouldn't meet otherwise. I know personally, I reached out to like 200 people cold outreach in the past year, and I've met at least like 75 people in the past year just through cold outreach. And I've benefited from that network so far a lot. I think about it as a way to like increase your look surface area on the internet almost. Twitter DMs are like 10 times more effective than emailing, in my opinion. And in terms of like startup ecosystems, like every successful startup ecosystem, if you think about like New York, San Francisco, Boston, Miami, all of them have like a complementary Twitter presence. And like these startup ecosystems benefit from Twitter exposure a lot. It's helpful in catching the attention of like startup founders, employees looking for new places to work and live. And it also helps keep like current ecosystem members like active at community events. It's helpful for promoting meetups, grant opportunities, and more. And, you know, there's always a use case, right? And that's sort of a problem I've seen with Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area. We don't have as many people active on startup Twitter. I'm not saying that's the only thing we can do to improve, but it would definitely be really helpful. And I think everybody would benefit if we had more engagement online. Are there examples outside of those kind of Boston, Miami, New York City that you would point to as kind of having really relevant lessons for Delaware and greater Philadelphia based on kind of the size, the types of industries that would excite you as kind of places we could draw examples from? as we seek to kind of develop the ecosystem here. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, uh, I've got tons of ideas around this. You think about all these cities, like all of them have like a tech or startup week uh, that they usually have every year. You know, what's Delaware's biggest city? It's Wilmington, right? So naturally, like you would think uh, there's a Wilmington startup week and there was a Delaware innovation week, which I think it ended in 2018. It used to be organized by uh, technically, you know, that's something I'm interested in starting back up personally. You know, it's a way to keep people engaged, right? It's something for people to look forward to. You think about Philadelphia, they have Philly Tech Week. I plan on going to that. It's something I'm really interested in, like participating in, maybe hosting an event. And so what I've been thinking about is, can we build Wilmington Startup Week? you know, a week of entrepreneurial events, developing and celebrating Wilmington and greater Philadelphia's growing startup ecosystem. Long-term vision, five days of engaging events, 250 startup enthusiasts in attendance, no cost at all to attend, fully sponsored. And I've actually got like a working group around this. We have five people so far. We're having meetings at the end of this month hopefully every two weeks, give or take afterwards. So if anybody is listening to this and you're interested in helping out, feel free to get in touch as well. You know, something, something else I realized is like, you know, people need something to look forward to, right? You know, Philadelphia has a, a, like a weekly meeting at Venture Cafe. They have like a Thursday meetup, which is a large meetup on the Thursday of every week. 
Philly startup leaders, they have a monthly meeting during the first week of every month. So hosting a valuable recurring event that people want to come back to each time is kind of how a community is built. So I think we need more of that in Delaware, especially. We need more places where people can meet. It has to be happening at least monthly. Um, I know some events happen every quarter, but we need to boost the time it takes to happen and you know, hopefully get more people showing up each time. Also, a few other ideas come to mind. We need more people of diverse backgrounds. You know, I think Gary's helping a lot with this through first founders. I think we need more engagement from high schoolers, people in college level, younger people. You know, if you can convince young people to be interested in economic development and entrepreneurship, you know, that would be really beneficial as well. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate right now and a lot in store for the next couple of months. What are some of the best ways for people to keep in touch with you and what you're up to? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn, Moma Mood. Hopefully, if you make a Twitter as well, it's at Moma Mood underscore. I would encourage everybody listening to this to make a Twitter account, get engaged with the startup ecosystem, both nationally and locally. Also, if you're interested in any of the other concepts I've explained, um, like Wilmington Startup Week, or just helping out with uh, my community or working together on anything, you know, feel free to shoot me an email. I'll give that to Troy so you can find it on this podcast. Thanks a lot, Mo, for sharing your insights and thoughts and ideas for the Delaware and the region and kind of beyond. And I appreciate you taking time and look forward to staying in touch moving forward. Thanks, Troy. Really appreciate it. Consult the show notes for information on how to connect with Mo and engage in the regional startup ecosystem. For more on the Institute for Public Administration, visit ipa.udel.edu. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to First State Insights and tune in again soon. Take care. Take care.